there was this phrase coming out a few years ago, uh, YOLO, you only live once, you know, live your life, do things that you want to do because you only live once. And I saw a lot of people in our community specifically that like, yeah, you you want the the, the nails and the hair and the, the cars and all that. I was like, you need to have an asset, a vehicle that helps you do that. So came up with this phrase, grab the map, like let's YOLO, but let's have an asset attached to that so that we can not just look at, you know, the superstars and the celebrities and broke people having these things, but we can actually grab the map ourselves. Let's own the assets and let's have all that stuff uh, paid for by the assets. Perfect. What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to me personally, is a business strategy that I personally use. And I think everybody who's really looking to make an impact in their real estate business need to implement this into their business as well. This is a real wealth builder when you operate your business the right way. And our special guest has been doing it for about six years now. He's killing it in his particular market, respectively. And he's also going to talk to us about scaling this type of business and, and doing it on a, on a massive scale. Some people think they understand what scaling is and they think they're ready for it. But are you truly ready for it? So whether you're looking to scale or you're just getting started in real estate, you're going to benefit from this particular podcast my man john crutchfield what's up brother man i'm here man i'm here and i'm with the jamel gibbs man i can't believe i'm on this podcast rei education academy is that right that's right man it's a pleasure to have you man i know we we recently met through a uh, a mutual friend i was actually on his podcast as well and on yours man and i appreciate uh you jumping on mine and uh, just looking to continue spreading the information that people need in order to be able to take their life from where they are right now to where they want to go and uh, doing it amongst like-minded people, man. So uh, it's yeah. a pleasure to have you. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man? Well, first of all, let me tell everybody that I, I, I binge your YouTube channel, man. And <laughs> my my VA, like she's asking for instructions on like how you want my how, how do I want my YouTube channel to look? I'm like like that one, like that one right there. Like that's the example. Uh, but yeah, that's, man, that's I'm, I'm John Crutchfield, uh, 34 years old. Uh, I primarily invest out of Tupelo, Mississippi, but I'm also in the Dallas, Texas market. Uh, like you said, six years in the business, but really three years of the last, like really just ramping it up, starting to buy, you know multifamily properties, packages of homes to, to really scale up, learning a lot of lessons. Um, former teacher, uh, taught math for, what, five years, former uh, middle school principal, former high school principal, and just was kind of headed down the traditional career path, go to school, go to college, you know, keep getting advanced degrees, make a little bit more money, but spend it all and still be broke. And uh, my wife kind of just hit this button in me that 
we at the time I didn't think was going to be uh, great. I thought I was taking a huge pay cut because she was like, you got to spend more time with family. You got to give us more of your time. My, my son's uh, he's nine now, but back then he was three years old. He was that kid on the sideline at the high school football game on Friday night because dad had to work the game. And so finally she says, hey, look, you got to be here more. I take the pay cut, quit the principal job, get into like a, a, a kind of a role where, man, I'm so boring as a, a professor at Ole Miss and just so boring. Things move so slow, like making very little money in comparison. And I thought it was the worst thing in the world until I realized I was going to have enough time to do something else. And I tried one business where I did some consulting, got on the road, started like training teachers and groups of teachers. Uh, hold up. You back on the road again. You back missing family time, like figure this out. And I remember sitting down with another real estate investor, great mentor of mine, actually an elder at my church who had 30, 40 properties. And he said, look, this is what I'm doing. He showed me what he was doing. And I don't think he had any idea that I was going to push the go button like this, but he showed me what he was doing. He's like, if you can run a school, you can run a business and this will be the best thing you've ever done. And so six years later, like, I like the word you use semi-retired, like certainly <laughs> shoot 10 o'clock the last couple of days I've been bowling. That's what I've been doing. Um, so managing the team manages my properties, uh, growing pains for sure. But my business today looks like, you know, I do what I want to do. I, I get up when I want to get up. I do the deals that feel good. Um, I went through that season of doing every deal that would come across my desk and like having 10 contracts under contract at the same time and having to push them out because I didn't have enough money to get them closed or trying to figure out how I was going to get them all done in time. And now I do the ones that feel good. I pass on the ones that don't feel good. Um, and really getting into that season where I feel like I can live a life that's designed based on my real estate business. Right. So you, you basically pick the low hanging fruit at this point in your business, man. Man, I do what I want to do. I do That's what right. feels good. And it's That's it's right. kind of cool because when I was a principal, like making six figures, good money at the time, I was like, you know, in 30 years, I'm going to be able to retire and I'm probably going to have a million bucks. My wife works too. So I'm like, she's probably going to have her million bucks. And if we put them together, then we're going to be able to like have our house paid off and just get a little income. And that was 30 years though. And never thought in a second that you could do it in real estate investing within a five to six year period. Absolutely. Um, just, just totally life changing. Absolutely, man. I, and, I, and I tell my listeners all the time, three to five years is really all you need uh, in order to really be able to retire in real estate. Uh, if you really put in that time and effort over that, you know, let's say a five year time frame and you understand what it is that you want. You could create anything you want in this business, or at least get the jump start to be able to go into massive things if that's what you choose to do, man. So, what are some of the obstacles that you faced over the last six years building your portfolio? Man, we we gonna we gonna talk for real, or we just go? Let's talk for real, say, man. Let's make it happen, man. Bro. Man, uh, biggest obstacle is mindset. You know, biggest obstacle is not having a mindset 
of an entrepreneur. My dad still works for the state of Florida today. My mom's a school teacher. And they provided me like with a great sense of work ethic, a great sense of like character, faith-based foundation. My dad and I talk every morning for about 15, 20 minutes. And we laugh about this now. What he didn't provide was an entrepreneurial spirit. Like all of the, the poor dad, you know, for those of you who read that book, everybody, right? Like the poor dad attitudes, that was us. Like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, cut the thermostat down, close the refrigerator, get out of the cookie jar. Like, don't let anybody rob you because, you know, you only got what you got and you got to hold on to it type of mentality. And that mindset is something that every single day I'm having to push through, try to expand because it's really a part of me. Um, In the last six years, that's it. Like belief. How big can I be? I remember running in, uh, I run marathons. So I I ran a marathon in Chicago, maybe, maybe four years ago. I had already started the business. Traction was starting to happen. But I remember seeing the Trump Tower, right? Forget how you feel about him. But I remember seeing the Trump Tower with Trump on the building. Like, man, I could never do that. And that, I had to catch myself, right? Because that exactly is that mentality that limits me if I don't say like, the real question is, do I want that? Mm. And if I want that, I can do that, right? And thinking about it that way, instead of thinking like people like me, people who look like me, no, we don't do that kind of stuff. That's for people who look different. And that's another challenge. You know, this is a business where, you know, there's not a lot of black entrepreneurs. If you think about it that way, and if you look at it, Uh, There are a lot of Black entrepreneurs that are in real estate, if you look at it that way. Um, But that was another challenge, like trying to, we talked about this a little bit on my podcast, but trying to find individuals of like mind, like culture to mastermind with, to to be able to gain knowledge from was also a challenge. Um, Everybody talks about money, money challenge. Like I grew up, you know, south side of Tallahassee, you know, they every, every city kind of wants to call itself the murder capital or whatever. Um, my, my parents provided a, a pretty good foundation, but we didn't know we had money. My house that I grew up in was 600 square feet. It's still there, right? I have three, I have a brother and a sister and two parents, and we stayed in a 600 square foot house. Wow. So we didn't think we had anything. You know, we 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 were walking up and down the street. You know, our clothes looked a certain way. Um, and that challenge goes back to mindset. But that challenge also goes back to like the people in my network. I don't have like a Rolodex of people that I could call and say, hey, man, do you have one hundred thousand dollars to help me get started with my business? My parents today still have they've never invested a dime, you know, in my business. And so those challenges are real, right? I got started my first property that I would say, like, I really started saying, I'm going to make a business out of this. Like I had to get one of my, uh, one of a business owner that I knew wasn't even my friend. He was, he was kind of somebody that I just knew would do it to swipe a credit card and give me the cash. And I had to pay him a fee so that I could close on my first house. Crazy. I think we've all done that, strategy. man. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy strategy, you know? Yeah. But I had to do that because I didn't have 
the the what we like to call like the the resource the social capital mm-hmm. i didn't have a friend that just had it in their checking account like it was nothing so so let and, me ask you this man I, we we come from similar backgrounds from different places i actually just recently purchased a property in uh, tallahassee uh creatively yeah. but um we come from similar situations right no, none of us had money getting started what do you think the common denominator is between you and i you know what um it's it's a grit right it's it's a it's a whatever it takes mentality um it's a like not taking no for an answer mentality and like i don't understand the give up part like i don't understand the failure part i had a guy yesterday like who was it an investor he asked me we're looking at a deal doing a 48 unit in montgomery alabama and he's gonna do the investment financially i'm gonna do the operations but he was like well uh I want you to have some skin in the game because if you don't have any skin in the game, you might just walk away from the deal and leave me holding it. I was like, hold up. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. Like if I put my name on it, I have skin in the game. Like if I invest any time in it, I have skin in the game. I'm not that guy that's going to like turn keys in or like give up unless I'm totally at the end of the rope. And even in that case, I'm still thinking about how I can make investors whole, make my make my my team whole. Um, and that's just the grit. That's a grit yeah. that we have. I think that that you see it over and over again. Part of your story, like you come back and you come back 10 times stronger um, after the, the things that we have to persevere through to get get things done in this business. It makes for a good book one day, doesn't it? man it's gotta happen it's gotta happen true stories of grit man (laughs) that's right man and i also think the action part of it is is like one of the most important aspects of it man at the end of the day so you know again we start off with nothing you and i both right we have that there's there's something about it that most people just don't they don't possess that type of uh energy man where they can get up and say hey you know i'm gonna make it happen but if you have that, right, most entrepreneurs have it, right? Most people watching this video or listening to this podcast is going to have it because they want that change. I think you have to want it bad enough and you yeah. and you, you have to want something so bad that you're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Like you said, you called it grit, man. I love that. And I think is grit plus action equals your result that you want at the end of the day, man. And you're so right? nervous. You're so nervous, man. Of course. Like, man, I was told as a child, debt is bad, you know, yeah. get out of debt, all this stuff. Poor guy I stuff. Remember, I remember my first four or five houses. I had fixed them. I bought them. We renovated them. I did the work myself because that's how you start. You learning how to do stuff, trying to save money, all of that. And I remember the debt payments come and do. I refi them, got, got some money, but I had debt payments. And I was like, man. Like, what if these people don't pay the rent? Like, how am I going to make these bank payments? And just so nervous, right? And nowadays, man, I got so much debt. There's no way I would be able to worry about that. Like, no way I would be able to make these payments if the tenants don't. And it's funny how short of a time frame you can go from thinking so limited to thinking, like, I can do anything. 
you know, so let's let's talk about some of the accomplishments, man. You know, obviously there's been a change of mindset, right? Yeah. What you're what you're experiencing today, you didn't understand yeah. when you were a kid. So what have you been able to accomplish? I understand what it is, but let, let's provide our listeners with a little bit of insight. You know, and we when we talk about accomplishments, what we're really doing, and I think you you resonate with this, like really trying to provide motivation. That's right. right. Not not bragging, not thinking like, hey, this is, uh, you know, making like, first of all, this is God's glory that's happening. And second of all, like you can do this, too. Right. So the biggest like the biggest benefits or accomplishment, I would say, is the time freedom. You know, being able Boom. to decide what's important. Let's what give I my man a round of applause on that one. Yeah, man, that's it's an accomplishment, right? Like, you know, deciding how much money I want to make in a year, right? Yeah. Deciding what I what I want to live with, um, or who, who I not who I want to live with, but this the environment that I want to live in is is really up to me. Um, big accomplishment. Um, going that's from, huge, man. That's huge. I, I'm a yeah. huge advocate of time and freedom, time yeah. and freedom, man. Yeah. You know, so that's I like, love that, man. So one. that that's an accomplishment. We're not even talking about material wealth here. y'all. Yeah. We're talking about real stuff because the material wealth is minimal yes. compared to what you what you gain. You know, you gain your family, you gain your time, you gain your freedom, you gain all these extra things that I preach to you guys all the time. You know, you're hearing it, you're hearing it from somebody else who's actually doing it. And you can do this, too. There's nothing stopping you. You just have to take the action to do it. Right. So what else, man? Talk to me. This is getting good. Brother. I mean, you, you think about the order of importance when you answer questions like this. So I said time freedom. Now I'm thinking about, OK, I did it and I'm maintaining my family. Right. Maintaining my my household. That was very important to me. You know, another round um, of applause. You, you, you round of applause. Uh, shout out to, to my wife. We're making 15 years next month. So that's that's married. That's 15 years married. 15 years married next Bro, month. This, Crazy. this year, my wife and I have been married for 15 years, man. Yeah, we've see, been together see. for 21 years, but we've been married for 15 this year. Tell you, that's why we were supposed to meet. We were supposed to be having these conversations. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's a huge accomplishment to to see my kids growing up you know, to see them and to, for them to see their dad pushing through challenges. It's the mindset lessons that I've been able to give them the last six years that I never got. Like my son knows you take risk, right? My son knows that you hire people to help you do things and that you like spread out your time so that you can balance family, balance work, right? The, the things that I wasn't told, like you can have people working for you that help you grow your financial um, well-being as well. So I, I would say that's an accomplishment. Of course, on the real estate side, you know, I, I always frame my goals in terms of like helping people. Mm -hmm. So when I first got started, I said I wanted to help 100 families. Right. I wanted them to have safe, clean, affordable housing. And, you know. Thought, thought that that was going to take me six years, probably, and was able to do it when I hired my first employee three years in. So, you know, providing safe, clean, affordable housing right now to over 250 families, that's something I'm very proud of. Um, in my market, Tupelo, Mississippi, the largest property management company 
and they're all my properties. So just, you know, very blessed, fortunate, um, and still trying to figure out what the next level is because this is just the beginning. Totally yeah, just man, John, another round of applause on all of these accomplishments. This is fantastic, man. And, you know, we out here, y'all, you know, we out here doing some, some big things and we out here to help and share with other people on how they can do it as well, man. But obviously yeah. along with these accomplishments comes obstacles, man. So what are some of the current obstacles you're facing right now? Man, when we talk about scaling, this is this is where this is the real talk. You know, the the real thing is is that you can put numbers on a spreadsheet and they don't always pencil out that way. Mm. You know, you you can say the rent is going to be this much and you're going to charge it 12 months out of the year, but you might have some issues with getting it all 12 months. You might be thinking that your bills are going to all be set and you're going to pay them on this date, but you got to manage cash flow big obstacle, right? Um, learning how to build a team of people around organization and finances, right? Knowing that like, I can't ignore IRS notices coming in the mail. Like we got to actually have a CPA doing our taxes and auditing our books and, you know, making sure that we have processes in place on a monthly basis to manage the money that starts to come in. Things like that, obstacles in the way, like having to figure out how do I adjust to, to these barriers and then how do I push forward? Managing employees, like it's totally different when your employees have a, a bachelor's degree, they've went to school for so many years to get to do what they're doing. Uh, as a principal, like I hired basically from a pool of people who had proven themselves to you know, make it into the field as teachers now in my business, like I'm hiring people and they they don't have that that background. Some of them do, but it's a totally different workforce, totally different things that motivate them and figuring that out. Another obstacle as well. So uh, those are some of the current challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Every business is going to have their challenges. Right. At the end of the day, you know, so when when we when we look at business from a bird's eye view, there's always going to be some challenges, but the benefit on the other end is always going to suit us, you know, if we're doing the right kind of business, right? So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. why don't we provide our listeners with a, let's say a three to five step process to go from where they are to where they want to go when it comes to owning a certain level of real estate and providing yeah, so themselves with that time and freedom. Yeah, yeah, this, this, is, this is something anybody can do um, this is not like a, a niche area for only certain elite groups of people. I like to say three steps, right? The first thing is you've got to get an education, right? You've got to find a mentor, find materials that you resonate with, and you've got to know the business. You've got to know the types of real estate you can get involved in. You've got to be able to decide what types of assets you want to participate in. You got to know your market. Um, you've got to get an education. That's the first step to this. And getting an education is going to be the key because that's how you make decisions. When you have education, you've got power, right? And a lot of people, like they don't get a kind of a comprehensive education. So they may start off and then decide, oh, I wish I had never done that. And then they never get back into it again. And I'm like, well, you got one rental house and you got it in an area where you wouldn't even want to walk down the street 
and you decided that real estate wasn't for you, right? You want to have a, a good education to get started. Doesn't mean that you got to know everything, but you want to have enough to get started. That's step one. I don't know if you have any comment on, on that. Yeah, one, so, but. so how let's talk about the education, right? How important is a mentor? Look, how important is getting that education? Obviously, we spoke about it a little bit, but man, I think the best way to get educated yes. is having somebody show you how to do it. But, you gotta have you gotta have a mentor. Not saying you gotta pay a whole bunch of money. Sometimes you do need to pay some money to get in get in the right rooms. But my early mentors were people like people that had one property, people that had five properties, um, maybe uh, people that. I, I would do a landlord reference and I would call the landlord and say, Hey, is this a good tenant? And he would say, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good tenant. But then I would say, Hey, you got a second. Can you tell me if this is worth it? Those are some of my private lenders. Now, those are some mm. of my relationship like relationships now um, from, and I call them mentors because everybody who's where you want to be, you should be able to learn something from, even if it's not everything you can pick, pick something to learn. That's the key right there, man. You know, I, I can remember as far back as, you know, me getting started, you know, everybody you know one of my mentors, his name was Steve D. Palantino. He had a couple of hundred houses when I started. Yeah. I wanted that. So I, uh, I basically was put under his wing and he helped me, showed me the, showed me the ropes, showed me the game. Right. But uh, right now, there's another guy in my local market. He's building skyscrapers and communities and things like that. And I'm trying to find a way to get myself in the door with this guy. I don't care if I have to pay. I don't care. I just I'm trying to find myself, find a way to uh, get in this guy's circle so that I can understand what's in his mind. Right. So you got to sometimes you got to maneuver things to be able to get to where you want to go. But, you know, for me, um, meeting this guy that's in my local city, building up the city of Greensboro, building houses in, in uh, Austin, Texas, and in Washington, D.C., and all of these different places. Uh, he owns one of the largest penthouses uh, in my local area, uh, but he built the building where the penthouse is located. Yeah, These are things that I'm trying to, to accomplish. And in order for me to be able to get there, I need to either pay my way or I have enough money coming in, right? I can literally work for this guy for free for yeah. a whole year just to pick his brain, something it's like about, that. You know, bring mentality. value to him first. That's yes. that's where I'm going with it. Bring value to the mentor first, and then I'll be able to reap the benefit uh, in, in exchange. You know what I mean? Mentality, man. And I like what you said about like bringing the value first. What I realized is a lot of the, the guys that had, you know, 100 units, 200 units, 1,000 units, that they were older, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized early on, like, I'm with it with the computer, the technology. A lot of their systems were dated. And I realized that when I would ask them stuff about how they run their business, like, you know, a lot of them were still going door to door collecting their rent, Right. And they would ask me, like, how I'm collecting my rent. And they were like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Like, I never that thought was. about using systems or online or, you know, taking it to where I don't have to right. go to the door and sending them notifications. Like, we get all these emails with property management tips and what's going on in the news and just sending little text messages to them saying, hey, did you know this was happening? I remember last year during coronavirus, you know, they were watching the news saying, Oh, uh, the courts are closed, no evictions. 
And I was like, well, the court's open. Like, I'm getting people out. We, we didn't yeah. have that problem where, I, where my market is. So when they found that out, they were like, man, thanks for this information. And that creates a, a more solid bridge of communication for them as mentors going forward. Yeah, man, it brings them value, right? Yeah. And that's the whole point. And when you bring value to some somebody else in exchange, they're going to feel like they, they want to bring value to you as well. It's the law of reciprocity. That's what it's called, right? They want to reciprocate that same value or more over to the person. And, you know, you know, I get a lot of people contacting me. This probably happens to you as well. They'll hit me up on Instagram or whatever the case may be through my YouTube page. And it's fine. You know, I love helping people. But a lot of people want mentoring from me. I don't I, obviously I don't have the capacity to mentor everybody, but it's always a give me or what can you do for me attitude versus how can I help you, Jamel, in your business? And then in exchange, you know, I can get something in return. It's always a can you help me or, you know, it's always about them versus about me. And you have yeah. to think. You know, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to be facetious at all. I'm just saying this for educational purposes, right? I've been in the business for 20 years. If I choose not to help somebody or if I choose not to um, put myself in a position to uh, have to help people, I don't have to do it, right? right, right. Um, if someone doesn't bring value into my world, I don't have to do anything for anybody, right? right. And that's just being real. But if somebody came to me with, you know, humbling themselves, and I'm not saying that you have to humble yourself amongst me, I'm, you know, I'm just a, a regular guy. I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you an example of when you approach somebody, if you offer some value in exchange for something that you feel you're going to benefit from in the, in the long run, you should do that. Don't make the conversation about you, especially when a person doesn't know you. Right. You know, a lot of people contact me. I don't know them. I'm never going to respond to them. I'm not trying to be facetious. I just can't go through all of the Instagram messages that I have. Right. But I um, think it's I'm important sure that you're people know that. Yeah. Pe people yeah. should know that. People should know that we get contacted by people all the time. We, we're in circles with people who are trying to get started. Right. And there's a, a big difference between the people who contact you and they're trying to add value and the people who contact you and they want something from you. Right. And we can identify it almost within seconds, like in yep. the tone and the, the question that's asked. And I, I, I don't know about you, man, but I've, I've definitely started running from the people who are just gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Because I'm giving, giving, giving. If you check my YouTube page, if you check this, you check that, the information is there. So how much more do you want? And really, I, I really think that those folks that come and they they're that you can tell they have the grit you can tell they're going to do anything to accomplish yep. their dreams like i don't know about you but i go above and beyond yep. to provide resources for those folks because so many people won't take the action that you've talked about and oh man i can tell instantly the ones that are going to do it bro i used to provide free coaching years ago we're talking almost 15 years ago and people who came into the free program almost never did anything. It wasn't until you start charging for mentoring and coaching where people start feeling like they have some skin in the game where people start taking action. That's why you have people out here charging people. You have people taking advantage of people as well 
But most of the time when people are charging for mentoring, they know that that person is probably going to uh, succeed. Gonna the likelihood of them succeeding is going to dramatically increase because yeah. the, the person has some skin in the game, man. And that's the name of the game out here, right? So we got education, man. What's the second step? The second step is to make a plan, right? And I work with this. If I'm mentoring somebody, I do a Monday night group. I'm So I'm doing that free group. Totally free, 6 p.m. every Monday. We do a wealth and real estate Facebook group. And we we get together and I go over this, like we make a plan before we get started. So that plan is, again, does not have to be perfect. But I think there are some things that you really do have to decide early on. Otherwise, you'll be like stuck in like a deer in the headlights. Like, do I do Airbnbs? Do I do rentals? Do I do flips? Do I do wholesales? Do I do lease options, right? So I really work with the person like, where do you want to be three to five years? What are your resources now? Do you have time? Do you have money? Do you have experience? Like, let's decide, do you want to do Airbnbs? Do you want to do single families? Do you want to do multifamilies? How are you going to source deals? Are you going to pay wholesalers? Are you going to actually go out and like build a, a call center? What are you going to do so that you can re- get laser focused And you're not like every time a new thing comes in, you're having to analyze, well, do I do Airbnbs? Do I do uh, do I do skyscrapers? Like, no, like I will. I tell people this over and over. I have built my business doing burr, right? Buying a property, fixing it up, putting a renter in it and refinancing it over and over and over, like the exact same thing. Yeah, I flipped some houses. Yeah, I've wholesaled some houses. But the core strategy that falls with me today, if I get a text message that's a burr, like that's one that I know this is the bread and butter of what I do is doing that strategy over and over again. So the second thing I think somebody should really do is make a plan. The plan is going to change. Yep. Right? I started saying I want to replace my income from work. Right. So my plan was tailored towards let me get that five thousand dollars a month so I can quit my job. But the plan changes. You update it and then you keep moving. My plan updates almost every few months now. That's a fact. Things happen faster than than you plan. You things happen a lot faster than plan. But you got to make a plan. Got to know where you're going. Absolutely, man. I'm a, and I'm a vouch for that, because when I was in my 20s, before I had kids, my plan was completely different than what it was after I got married and had kids. Mm-hmm. And then my plan, once I hit 30 and was semi-retired, completely yes. changed. Right. So your plan changes over time. The point is, you know where you're going. Yes. And as, as long as you have somewhere to go, then you're going to be able to hit the destination where you're going, man. So education, have a plan. And then what will be step number three, bro? The last one, you got to hustle. You got you to gotta get started. You, you've talked about it. You've got to hustle. You've got to take action. And it is a grind. When you're building something in the beginning, it is, a, it is a, a hustle. And depending on how your circle is, the people you have around you, there are going to be a lot of people that don't get it. They don't understand it. They don't understand why you, you don't do the things you used to do. You don't waste time like you used to waste time. I mean, shoot, when I was when I was teaching principal, I used to go fishing all the time. I used to what else what kind of other stuff I was doing? I, I to play poker online, just wasting time, like watching TV, y'all. Just watching TV for no reason. Like, let me just come in the house and turn the TV on 
no reason. Just I'm just gonna watch it. Right? That's a good point too, man. Because you think about it, you said earlier you mentioned 30 years it was going to take you to be able to retire, right? Yeah. Then yeah. now you're talking about all of the time you were wasting. Imagine if you would have condensed that time, what you're doing right now with your business. Been, yes. You're basically taking a shortcut, right? Yes. Yes. But that 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 action is a hustle. And I do see that sometimes where people want the end product without realizing like for a season of your life, you're going to have to give up some of the things that you might not want to give up. You know, I tell my daughter, she's seven and she hates when I start saying this, but she ends it every time. You know, sometimes you're going to have to do things you don't want to do so that later you can do things that you want to do. And that period is not as long as you think. You can do anything for three to five years. That's right. Um, There are some things that I did three years in, one year in, especially before I had employees. I would never want to do again, but I had to do them to get things off the ground and get things rolling. And that action is that that last part where you got to be taking action. And I like massive action, like not uh, when we think about scaling, not I'm going to do one house and I'm going to look at it every day when I drive by it. But no, I'm going to do big stuff. You know, when when coronavirus happened last year, I have to admit, like I had over a hundred rentals. I had over $10 million in debt, something like that. And I was like, man, these people are not going to be able to pay rent. I was real nervous. It wasn't until the bank, the first bank called me and said, Hey, Mr. Crutchfield, you're going to be all right. Do I, do I need to extend your payments? Do I need to give you interest only payments that I realized that because I had gotten so big, they needed me to do well, right? They needed me in order for them not not to not to experience hardship. And so I'm a big advocate of scaling for that reason. You know, if if I have one rental house and the AC goes out, it's a struggle on my personal budget. But if I got 10 of them, then I can pay for that probably out of one of the other cash mm-hmm. flows. It's like having so, a, having a uh it's like having a multi-unit, you know. Yes. Um yes. if you if you got a four unit property, one person moves you lost yes. 25% of your income. But it, what if you have a 400 unit property, you're only losing a fraction of that versus yes. one property, one person moves, you'll lose 100% of your income. But if you have multiple properties, it it can help pay for the one, right? So, you know, we're talking about scaling a bird business. Um, and obviously there's a lot of moving parts to it. Uh, what do you if we had to summarize all of this, what would you say it takes to scale a bird business? All right. I, I like to focus on mentality, right? The, the biggest mentality shift is that the leader of the business, you are the CEO of your business. You have to be thinking about the thousand dollar an hour tasks. You cannot be swinging the hammer. Mm-hmm. You cannot be answering the phone calls. You cannot be talking to tenants right? These are the things that I started off doing, which I'm glad I started off doing them because I now know how to train my staff. But when you start talking about scaling, like you're thinking about finding money, finding deals, right? And you're thinking about the thousand dollar an hour task and everything else gets delegated. So you think about how I can design systems and processes in place so that I can plug you know, 
anybody into this seat and my business keeps rolling because I'm focused on scaling. And my team, they kind of laugh about it now because like they're trying to catch up to me coming into the office saying, here's six houses we're buying these next week. Like I'm not thinking about literally now, like I don't think about the rehab. I'm not the person that's going to develop the scope of work. Like everything gets dropped on somebody else because my job is to find the money and find the deals. And when you can get into that space of $1,000 an hour task, you can really start scaling. And you were able to pick up 250 rental units in six years, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And I would actually say probably 200 of them have been in the last three. So really able to pick up a lot of rentals from using this strategy of buying distressed assets, fixing them up, renting them out, and then going to the bank saying, look at the value that I have created and taking that money and not buying yachts. I don't own a yacht. I don't have like this crazy multi-million dollar house. Uh, I drive the same truck that I've been driving. I take that money and I buy more assets. Love My wife man. calls it an addiction to buying more rentals. But I get a refund check. Yeah. What? You know what that does, what does it man? Do? It, it, it allows, it supports your lifestyle. So if you chose yes. to live a certain way, you could do it because you're continuously living off of the cash flow and not the asset money, you know? Exactly. She's like, hey, you want a boat? I'll see a boat on the road. And I'll be like, man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I'll be like, well, but I want I want to add I want to add to my cash flow a bit that's more. Right. I could do it. But I'm like, man, I could I could probably get five more rent checks. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So so obviously there's a ton that we could talk about. Right. Um, where can our listeners get more information from you? Hey, I'm, I'm on YouTube. Uh, you can search the Grab the Map podcast. Um, you can also find me anywhere that podcasts are there. I do a, a monthly meetup, uh, 6 p.m. Monday nights, totally free, like no pitching, nothing like that. We just talk real estate. Lots of people get on there and we just talk about doing deals. Usually there's a topic of some kind and then we do Q&A for new folks. Um, but you can also find me in the Wealth and Real Estate Facebook group. Pretty active in there, uh, building that community. Uh, would love to see you in there. Uh, big networker as well. So you can reach out to me. Sometimes I don't reply to them all. I'll usually say, hey, come to a Monday night. That's the way that I kind of free myself up from all the individual contacts. But would love to see you uh, or connect with you further later on. Absolutely, man. Are you reading any books right now? Man, yes. Actually, this one is really, uh, I'm sharing it with my kids too. It's called uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. I got that and, book, man. I love it. And this one right here, like you could train your kids to like be president because I didn't get some of this. And I know we run out of time, but it's five steps in here. It's five steps in here. Like just stuff like speaking louder, smiling big, walking yep. 25% faster. Like, I don't know what the other two are offhand, but man, man, if I'm teaching my kids, like this is y'all summer challenge, you better not put your head down when you get in front of nobody, because this is going to make people see a confidence in you. That's going to want them to do business with you. That's right. And this that's is right, a good man. book. I yeah. love that book, by the way, man, that's a great, great book. I definitely recommend. I'll leave a, a link to that book in the description box for you as well. Yes. Hey, yes. if you had to provide our listeners with some last words, what would those words be? Hey, take action, take action. 
And, uh, you know, you might ask, what does grab the map mean? I get asked that all the time. But really, you know, there was this phrase coming out a few years ago, uh, YOLO. You only live once, you know, live your life, do things that you want to do because you only live once. And I saw a lot of people in our community specifically that like, yeah, you you want the the, the nails and the hair and the, the cars and all that. I was like, you need to have an asset, a vehicle that helps you do that. So came up with this phrase, grab the map, like let's YOLO, but let's have an asset attached to that so that we can not just look at, you know, the superstars and the celebrities and broke people having these things, but we can actually grab the map ourselves. Let's own the assets and let's have all that stuff uh, paid for by the assets. Good stuff, man. Jonathan Crutchfield Jr. Everybody, listen, I highly recommend you go ahead and check out his YouTube page. He's doing some big things over there and uh, absolutely crushing it in his real estate business. He's bought 250 units in the last six years. Majority of them were bought over the last couple of years. That shows you guys what you can accomplish if you just put your mind to it and you put some action behind it. So get out there, take massive action in order to get massive, massive results. And if you guys want to see Jonathan again on this channel so we can talk about anything real estate investing related, business related, whatever is happening in his particular business life, uh, and you want to hear more information on that, be sure to leave a comment in the comment section if you're here on YouTube. Like this video, subscribe to this channel, share it with other people who need to hear this information, who's looking to go from where they are right now to where they want to go using real estate investing or business in general as a vehicle. And uh, make sure that you tell all your friends about it, right? Leave a comment. Let us know. Let's start a conversation on how you can get better in your business. And I'm going to talk to you guys on the next one. Peace. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to REI Education Academy. Dot com, And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.